4: giving voice to liberty in our time. Joey
5: Clark.
4: Oh, hello. Welcome to the program. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. And this is how we put a radio show together. You first have some fancy, overwrought introduction where I combine Mahler 6, a little bit of a clip from the West Wing, a clip from Oliver Platt reading and H.L. Mencken. Beach, mm-hmm. oh, and Ron Paul talking about struggle a death struggle for our republic, and then we have the Daniel Bryan yes chant for all you wrestling fans out there, and you go into actual yes in their jam out session and roundabout. And now, after the introduction, mm-hmm. I introduce my guest Emily Hayes. Hey, it's me. How are you this evening? I'm good, it's, yeah, you know,
6: yeah. I work long days, so
4: you know. Oh, I understand. I do understand.
6: But any time you invite me I get get <clears throat> I'm very re- re- can't even talk. I'm very flattered.
4: Well you feel like you're uh, things are a little wonky. Like the wonky wheel, like when you go get a grocery mm-hmm. cart and keep nah, 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 Yeah, nah, the nah, one nah, that like just nah, 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 nah. trying to take you to the left. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, it's just annoying as hell. Mm-hmm. So why why so under pressure? Why so wonky?
6: I just uh so we're coming up on a year of doing the morning show. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before, Joey. You know, you know what I do. Um, the way I started here at Blue Blue Water was just doing the gump. Yeah. It was super simple, just knock it out, you know. You reached out to the buttery one yeah. and, and uh, uh, you said sure I could help. Yeah, and it happened. So my work day went from 8 to 5 to 8 to 5 swing by here on the way home mm-hmm. and do my show. It was fine. But then January happened, January 2017 happened, and that was, you know, got added on to another station, KISS, and I got added on to the morning show, and I love, I love everything that I do. I think that's the only way that I'm able to maintain this schedule, and I know that folks work way harder than I do and have way wonkier schedules, but man, you know, 5.30- to 6.30. Mm-hmm. It's, and going back and forth and stuff, it's, it's been intense. I didn't think that it would... I don't know.
4: My craziest, wonkiest schedule in my life yeah. was one semester at Auburn. I put all my classes on Tuesday and Thursday. And then I would work the graveyard shift at a donut shop. Mm. Midnight to 8 in the morning. Sleep a little bit go to class on Tuesday, starting at, like, noon, mm. and go till, like, seven or eight at night. It was, uh, and then have time off, and it was, no, I did not make good grades.
6: It's weird, it's weird, you try to do so much, and, and put so much pressure on yourself to, I want to excel professionally. Yeah. But I also want to maintain... A social life. I want to see my friends, whether they're here in Montgomery or Prattville or if they're in Mobile or in Birmingham or or where have you. But Mm -hmm. um, you just like, I feel like a piece of Laffy Taffy that's just being pulled and pulled and pulled and it hasn't popped in the middle yet.
4: Mm Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like a rubber band.
6: Yeah. So it's just, I just keep waiting to crack up one day. You know what I mean? Cart me off to the loony Band and be like, oh, I don't
4: know if I could handle an Emily Hayes crack up. It'll break my heart. It'll crack oh, my own heart. Bless it. Now how's uh, how's the dating life going? It's wretched, Joey. It's wretched. It's wretched. Well, likewise. Huh? I mean I don't date, is my point.
6: I I don't know if it's because I'm I'm thirty two and you know, for the most part I'm established like Yeah. You know. You're have, on your own. I have my own thing. But I've always been that way. I've always had my own thing. I have yeah. always taking care of myself, but being thirty two, you get the uh, freshly divorced or like the freshly divorced with the crazy ex wife, which is what my relationship in Mobile was uh, for three years, which was terrible, terrible, terrible. But you get that, or you get the the ones that aren't always honest, or you get the ones with a lot of baggage. Like you think you're going somewhere and you're not. Then you get ones that you know <clears throat> they. How do I say this? Um they don't tell you till way after the fact that they have a crush on you. And mm. then, you know, you find out and you're like, Well, I mean, I like you too. Why aren't we hanging out?
4: Yeah, but doesn't isn't that the making of any romantic comedy? Yeah,
6: but romantic comedies aren't real life, Joey. So when someone says, Man, I really hey, like hey, you, Hey, hey, don't you point a finger don't at Don't you burst my bubble. <laughs> there are no meat cutes. Like that's that's not how it happens, yes, it is. it's not how it happens, but you get the whole I have a crush on I had a crush on you. Hmm. well, why did't you say anything? i you know, I always enjoy your company, you're handsome and stuff, well, you know, I'm seeing somebody now, so I can't really do anything about it. I'm like, well, I mean, why didn't you say something? I'm single as crap what 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 brought this up is it just this past week this the last seven days have just been screwing with my mind.
4: Okay, like, so it's a week in the love life of Emily Hayes. It's
6: not fun. And it's not fun to date in your 30s either.
4: Mm, it's, no, it gets worse?
6: I don't know that it gets worse, but um, there's a really great meme that went around that said it was a picture of a pool, like maybe after a hurricane or something. Mm. It had a bunch of debris in it, some algae, like that gross green swamp thing type situation and it said dating pool in your 30s and it's so true it's a dumpster fire okay so how young will you go i will never date somebody 10
4: years younger than me ever again so mm, 22 is straight out yeah. not doing 22 huh.
6: no i think it's more of a criteria th- i don't want to say i have criteria but it's more of a please live on your own please have your own life please yeah. have your, like you be you I don't need somebody stuck at my rear end the whole time. I got right. a lot of stuff going on and I want to share that with someone.
4: You want another independent, competent, yeah. interesting person.
6: Yeah, so, you know, so when we're together it's awesome, but when we're apart it's not, oh, my God, I miss you. I just miss you so much. Yeah. I can't handle that. I hey, have, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh my God. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Huh? What? What's going on? Uh, what yeah. are you doing The now?
4: neediness is very, uh, much a turn off.
6: It's weird because, you know, you want to be, be needed. It's it's a way to feel love as well that someone needs you yeah. so very much. Yeah,
4: true. Chop Tra- Tra- taught me that. Okay, well, oh, yeah.
6: <laughs> but then you've got the pressure of if I don't respond to their text message and they see the read receipt, they're gonna think I'm ignoring them. You but can turn that off. On your I know phone. that you can. But then why are you turning off the read receipts? I had a very paranoid ex boyfriend. Oh, that um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like my the company I worked for, like put the hammer down well, on the no cell phones up front because he they they could hear my phone buzz across my desk how mm-hmm. many times he would text. So. well,
4: I want to leave this up to the brilliance of the crowd if we can, yeah, two seven two nine two two eight if you want to help. Emily out with her. (laughs) God, no. Dating, no. Just suggestions. I'm sure there are a lot of folks who were single into their
6: 30s. I'm I'm not look. uh, No, we're not opening up the phone lines to see. Two seven two
4: nine two two eight.
6: I'm just going to say this. There's a recurring theme in all of the um, conscious uncouplings I've had, which is I'm too independent and Mm. I'm too intimidating. Mm. So I get it. I get it. I got stuff going on. Like, see, these are the, see the, these old Sal Sounds stickers fell out of my little notebook this morning. I forgot to pick okay. them up. But Sal Sounds is four months away. Like, that's basically my child. But maybe you'll meet, like, some handsome bass player there. No, I have been through all the bass players. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this sounds horrible.
4: Uh, well, let's go to the phones, 2729228, and let's see who this is. They called before I gave out the numbers. So. Oh. oh. Exactly Yay. right. Now, let's go to this person. Maybe Hello. representative
6: of my life. You're
4: on the air. Hello? See, when folks call in, they don't expect to be patient. They don't expect to wait. And sometimes, folks, this happens in radio, when you're not doing call screening. You say, here, we'll go to the phones. There's one ringing. And now there's a line ringing. Line one is ringing. We're going to bring them directly onto there. News Talk, you're on the air. This is Joey, along with Emily Hayes. Hey, Joey. Nate. Hello, Mr. Hicks.
1: Hello, Mr. Clark and Emily Hi. So, I just left a date that I got stood up on.
6: You got stood up?
1: Yeah, I sure did.
6: I'm sorry to hear that.
1: Good. And not even, like, a text message, like, I'm running late, or... You know, and I and I was convivial about it. I said, hey, you know, I hope you're all right. Uh, I waited 30 minutes, but I'm going to go ahead and take off, you know, because I have dignity. Um, so...
4: Wait, what? Oh, well. Describe the scene to me. Where are you waiting exactly?
1: I was waiting at a sushi restaurant, drinking water.
4: Oh, that is... Uh... But
1: hey, you know what? I've realized, and, and Emily, I'm sorry, this is not good news, but people aren't human anymore. They're, they're subhuman these days.
4: Oh my, that's quite uh... the... What do you mean by
1: that? Well, you know, we're so used to uh, Facebook and Twitter and 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 swiping left or swiping right when we uh, don't like someone or do like someone that we've lost our humanity. We no longer communicate as people. We communicate as digital automatons, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so hard out there because you can't find a real, living,
6: breathing human that can carry on a conversation. And it is decent. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about, man.
4: Yeah, most conversationalists are indecent.
1: (laughs) And, and, you know, everybody wants everything now. They don't want to wait. They don't want to build a relationship. They just want to jump into it. So that's why divorce is so high.
4: Hmm. It is a shame. Uh, I was talking about it the last two days, and... Like, I have friends that have gone through divorces, and it's, I mean, completely justified to see why they did it. But it's just it makes me sad that the r- divorce rate is so high. Um, yeah. Disappoints me.
6: There are people that jump well, into it I- too fast. And, you know, I don't think it's fair to commit yourself to somebody for the rest of your life if you don't know who you are yet. Indeed. You know what I mean?
4: That's my plan.
6: Like, you have to know who you are and be comfortable with who you are, and your mate has to as well before you say, you know what, we're going to... But isn't yeah, it possible is that ride. you
4: might meet a potential person that you realize I'm kind of on, I'm meeting my fate?
6: It's part of my destiny. Well, yeah. I mean, anything's possible, you know, except for romantic comedies being you, real.
1: I have to agree with you that on that, Emily. And I'm sorry, Joey, but they're not real. And that's part of the bane of our society is that, you know, people believe rom-coms are real and that that's how love is. And they get into a real relationship and they realize, wow, this is kind of like work. You know, like, I actually have to put, invest time into this person, and I have to actually, you know, like, do things. You know, it's not just going to happen. And uh, So
4: you're telling that me that Tom ruined. Hanks didn't realize that he had to work in order to catch Meg Ryan's eye and You've Got Mail. He had to work. He had to write all those messages. He had to you know, visit that bookshop like a creeper over but and over, running lie. that
6: risk. But he was lying. He was under that guise yeah. of being the other person. Like, not the person that's gonna buy out her place. Right,
4: but then the big reveal happens.
6: Yeah, and that... He owns up to it. Okay, so when people lie to you, Joey, when people lie to you in a relationship, and then they tell you about it, lay it down. Nothing gets solved in 17 minutes. Like, everything's not perfect again after 17 minutes because you develop a thing that we like to call trust issues. Yeah. And when you can't trust somebody, you can't be with them. So, like, I'm. You're I'm, me here. I'm sorry. You're Life is hard and it's horrible. Here. Oh look, I'm on TV.
4: Oh, oh yes, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. That on that one
6: guy that told me I looked like Sarah Huckabee <laughs> Sanders.
4: Well, Nate, thanks so much well, for the y'all call.
6: Have, y'all have a good
2: evening.
4: You, you too, too, man. man. Oh, let's go back to the phones. 272-9228. Hello, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, this is Jerry. How are you? Pretty good, Jerry. What's hey, up, man? Hey, Jerry.
3: Listen, I hear you too. Y'all are just whining and whining <laughs> about love and blah blah blah. <laughs> But why don't y'all just look across the microphone and gaze into each other's eyes, oh and you'll my. find the answer. The answer is right there in that room. Oh my! And you two, you two are just denying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and we're all sitting here listening to it on the radio. It's it's this blossoming love that you two have.
4: No, you're right. It there, it might be we're stuck in the middle of some profound, convoluted rom com.
3: No God. <laughs> You, you two both have quirky, quirky little uh, little personalities. Indeed. Y'all are fun to talk to and listening to. I, I think this is, I, mark mark the calendar, because I think this is the night that you two fall in love.
4: Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering, what, is, what does it say in the employee <laughs> handbook? Yeah, you might need it. We, get HR,
3: check, we get HR. Check with HR. Watch the uh, watch the office Christmas party. That, was a, uh, <laughs> that girl who is a great actress, I can't remember her name, but she is phenomenal. She'll uh, y'all get some y'all get some uh, direction on what y'all should be doing
4: from there. Okay. Well, I appreciate hey, you giving us a stern talking to. All
3: right, Joey. This is off topic, mm-hmm. but I've been wanting to call. Give me your top five all time bands. You Top five. You
6: can't, okay, I'm just gonna while well, you take a second to think about that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that that's an impossible question because mine fluctuate all the time.
3: If but you I, were on a desert island uh-huh. and you could only have uh, you could have only have th- five seats b- f- 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 uh, albums in your phone, mm-hmm. what would they be? i right, okay. I'm gonna hang up and listen.
4: Thanks, okay. guys. Bye. Thank you, Jerry. That was a great call. I want to answer that to you, Jerry. Um, I don't know if I could pick my favorite. I could pick most influential on me. See, what what, I was, what yeah. I've listened to the most of my life, whether I was passively listening as a kid, what my dad and uncles would play, or what I fell in love with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, number one is any band Prince put together. Prince of the Revolution. See, but you
6: have to pick one album. That's the thing. Oh, one album? Like, that's, like You have to pick one album by that artist. That's why I don't like that question, because I can sit here and tell you all day I would want... This is the way I would do it. Five artists' discographies. Like, I want everything by The Clash. I want everything by Jump Little Children. I want everything by Radiohead. I want everything Mm -hmm. by um, Jeff Buckley. But then, you know, I want Dr. John and Mm -hmm. Wet Willie and Crosby, Stills, and Nash. But you can't have it all. Pick a fifth one. I don't like it. I don't like a question, Jerry.
4: Okay. Um, I'm going with, of course, my first love. The guy who made me want to play guitar the purple one?
6: No. Who made you want to play
4: guitar? Jimmy Page. There's that moment. Here, I think I have it in the system. There's that moment on the Zeppelin DVD that came out not too long ago, in the early 2000s. It was, um... I don't know. It was this great moment at Madison Square Garden. Mm -hmm. And he starts off with this messy, his classic Jimmy Page style, this messy guitar solo all up and down the neck. And then it goes into... God, I wish y'all could see his face. Ow! So it would be like that. That's fair. It's and Like good. the call and response between Paige on the guitar and Robert Plant. I've been working from 7 to 11 at night. It's so good. So Zeppelin. Um, Probably, uh, four is cliche, but uh, one... You can't just pick one album. You, you make a fantastic point, old lady. That's A's. the thing. Well, you know. And then, of course, it would be out of Zeppelin, um, my next musical love was Prince. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to pick just one album of his.
6: But see, then I need all like the, the one-hit wonders from the 80s. I need all the dance stuff from the 90s, then, like C&C Music Factory right. all the way to D-Light. Like. But
4: then I was heavily influenced because my dad listened to a lot of it. My uncle, my uncle Greg, listened to a whole lot of it. And so I heard it a lot. And I was made fun of liking them. Like, Joey, you like grocery store elevator music. Steely Dan. They Steely Steely Dan's great. They're fantastic.
6: Don't let anybody make you feel poorly about the things that you enjoy, Joey. I don't feel poorly about them. I stood up to those people mocking me and
4: bullying me. It doesn't make me sad at all. (laughs) Okay. I stood up to them. So okay, Zeppelin, Prince, Steely Dan. Who else would be on that list?
6: Oh, Bowie,
4: David Bowie's big. He's been a recent love of mine.
6: Ooh, Remy Zero. See, I can't play this game.
4: See, but early on, I was a huge Elvis fan. I wanted to be Elvis Presley.
6: Oh, slick black, uh, slick
4: back, yeah. hair. That's so amazing. Yeah, so a, a true fun. greaser. So fun. Yeah, I, I wanted to be Elvis. I also had a big Beethoven kick.
6: Yeah. I liked classical for a little Fourth while. Fourth grade, I hit Mozart yeah. pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Like, that was that's when I really Impressive. started getting into classical music. Yeah, but it's hard to just pick one,
4: because certain songs jump out at you, and, yeah, I I was thinking of, like, all my past relationships and how I would define them with songs. Oh, I did that. Like, songs that were big and played big in that moment when your emotions are kind of brought alive, whether positive or negative. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when I was in middle school, the middle school crush music was just straight cheese ball. Like... Uh, open Arms Journey. Oh, God. I come to you with open arms. Do you ever hear
6: that uh, Casey and JoJo jam all my life? Oh, yes. Yeah. Because nice. I love the part of that song where it's like, I really love you. It's just and then crazy. the
4: other middle school crush jam was uh, Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing of Savage course. Savage
6: Garden was a
4: Oh yeah. That oh was, yeah.
6: That's that stuff was happening when I was in middle school and high school. And then like this past one, what is it? Uh
4: Iron and Wine. Oh, Iron and Wine's great. Yeah, that song played big. Like, so bad that I was actually riding home with somebody else trying to get over this person, Mm -hmm. and that song came on the radio. And my insides went... Yeah,
6: it took me a while to be able to listen to Jeff Buckley again. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. after I broke up uh, with the one terrible person for me, that, that was something... That was a shared artist. That's... That's the tricky thing about relationships when you're big music people like you and I are, is Mm. that when you share music with them, like, when we share music with people, it's a very, you know, personal thing of, Mm -hmm. I'm, this is, this is my most valuable thing, and I'm sharing it with you, and then you form a bond with them over that, and so, like... It was hard to listen to Jeff Buckley. It was hard to listen to Shaky Graves and stuff like that. Shaky Graves is really good, dude.
4: Uh, it, And then I'm thinking of, oh, wow, I had this incredible moment. The girl I was crushing on in middle school later. It's now junior, senior year. Senior year in high school, we do mm-hmm. Coffee House, which is kind of like a talent show thing that mm-hmm. people would put on at the high school. And I and the band, we practiced. And what I think was where Helen Keller used to hang out in some basement. It's a house over in Cloverdale. I mm-hmm. like, think I know... People probably know who owns that house. So we're in this basement, and our set list that we prepared for... Or is it Anne Frank's? No, that's Germany. Um, (laughs) So I prepared the set list, and we just rocked the house. Like We turned on all the gym lights, and we had strobes ready to go that we're actually turning on and off manually with power strips and and ultraviolet lights. and So we had a whole light show going on, and so lights go out. Be with me, audience. You hear, "Mm, Angus Young. Thunderstruck begins. And so we do Thunderstruck. Out of Thunderstruck, we go into Times Like These by the Foo Fighters. That was nice the second song. Out of Times Like These, segued into an original song I wrote called Something About You. That's very simple. Goes from an F sharp minor to an E to a D. Just revolved one of those very simple songs. Had a solo on top of it. Then went into what was it? Uh, Tribute to the greatest song of the world by yes! Tenacious D. And then we. Had an encore. People are going nuts. Is this actually how high school could have been if I had been a rock star the whole time? We did an encore to Knocking on Heaven's Door, the Guns N' Roses version. Ah. Yeah, and we just had a lot of fun. And it was this great, glorious night where I realized I could have sex appeal, but I'm too awkward. (laughs) Anyway, let's go back to the phones very quickly before we get this break and see who this is. News Talk, you're on there. Hey, this is Mike
6: Hey, Mike How are y'all? Good Hi. Night. We're pretty. I mean, we're here.
4: We're just yeah. you know, melodramatic, Lamenting. romantic wrecks.
7: Yeah, well, I was gonna tell you, you're 32. I was, I was 32 when I got married because I thought, well, I'll wait till I'm an adult and i I have wisdom and I'm not a retarded 20 year old anymore making <laughs> teenage mistakes. <laughs> So I was 32 when I got married and 44 when I got divorced.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to laugh at your tragedy.
7: Well, it's, just, it's the thing is that you just never know. Yeah. It's, you know, I you make a commitment to somebody and then they decide somewhere down the line that, ah, you know, commitments are like underwear. You change them, you wash them, maybe you go buy it's, um You can't you can't judge successes and failures off of whether or not you're married when you're 32 or, you know, you may walk outside and hopefully not outside the station tonight. Meet the guy that you're going to marry. That'd be kind of creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Probably dark out there.
6: I don't base base failure success on the fact that I am not married um, by any means. But I I do, I, I feel like I'm involved in and do a lot of really... Really fun, very cool—not cool, but you know, I. There's a lot going on in my life, and you just want someone to share that with, that w- would be proud of you and support you, and tell you you're good, and and to uh, keep up the good work, because sometimes it gets a little hard like you start you know, running on reserves what and you, about and you somebody, just need, somebody does yeah, all that though but you, also
4: you, says hey you're going a little over here yeah
6: you you know you're on the wrong path yeah,
4: especially you go home at night
7: and the only person there is a cat
6: two you know, <laughs> hey, I have two cats
7: hey I made some food and while you're at it my litter box needs scooping out so yeah.
6: or, have you met it, Loretta and Irene this is their daily <laughs> routine with me
7: I have one at the house named Marks, and I swear this cat does not have a sane cell in his brain. <laughs> he waits till I go to sleep, and he comes in there and walks on my head, and I have no idea what he's doing.
6: Yeah, it's pretty terrible. These goobers get but, so upset if I haven't yeah. fed them by 5.15 in the morning. Hmm. They're like, oh, she's, <laughs> she's going to leave us and not feed us. Never yeah. have I done that. <laughs> but they start the kitty chorus, just mew, yeah,
7: I think that's an innate cat fear. Yeah. I, I don't have thumbs. I can't get the cabinet door open. How am I going to get
6: food? Oh, I have to hide everything from them. They knocked off a whole bag of cat food off the top of the refrigerator, and it was like a kitty golden corral buffet on my countertop <laughs> and floor. It. it was wretched. I was, but
7: also, I was also going to say to the bands you were going through, I didn't hear you once mention the million dollar band from the University of Alabama. If you're gonna have, if you're only gonna have one group that you can listen to. Bring the entire ensemble and just have them play whatever you want them to play.
6: This is you a... could
7: have all the sheet music that the Eagles ever wrote right there.
6: <sighs> oh, <at> your
4: <laughs> <laughs> mm. you're right. If you're stranded on a lonely island, just to, you know, yeah, you want used... big brass and drums
6: playing Hotel California could... over and over. <coughs> and,
7: but then you could talk to them, and you like you wouldn't be alone. The yeah. battery never dies in the radio. Just mm. hey, y'all, go
6: play me a song. Well, thank you, Mike. <laughs> Y'all
7: have a wonderful night. You too. <laughs> Appreciate
4: it, man. Let's let's do this again. New stock. You're on there. Who's this?
2: Hey, Joey. Has anybody told you you're doing an awesome job today?
4: Uh, not today, but you told me yesterday. Thank you, Marianne.
2: <laughs> Reinforcement is just where it comes from. Okay.
4: Hmm. <laughs> I need it.
2: And good evening, Emily. It's good to hear you. Okay. Hey, Even hey. though I know you're about like me, overworked and underpaid. Preach it, sister. Oh honey, I'm thankful to hear that you're going to Mobile for a little bit of Mardi Gras this weekend. Okay. Oh,
6: now, now, now I'm going to uh, Mobile for a good friend's wedding, and then I've decided that because I missed all of Mardi Gras last year from mm-hmm. being up here, um, but I decided that I will take a personal day. I will go and do Joe Kane Sunday because that is my absolute favorite, and I'll take the following Monday off, and I'll be back on the yeah. A- but but Air
2: can August I
6: ask the question about the Joe Cain part? Do you walk with the widows? No, 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 no. I've I've not been. I've not been invited.
2: Were you, you were not ever invited to be one of them or anything like that?
6: No, no.
2: And my brother was in that Mystic. is the reason I'm asking that. I have five brothers and one of my younger, three, I'm in the, I have two older and three younger. Mm-hmm. And the middle one of the three younger was in the Kane Mystic. is the reason I'm saying that. My other brother that's right next to me in age was in the Mobile
6: Mystic. Oh, okay. I, uh, so. you know, I've got a lot of. A lot of friends in, in the organizations and stuff, but my favorite is Joe Kane Day because that's right. that's the that's People's the- Day. Like, I've got friends in La Cruz de Bienville, and I've got friends in the Wild Mavillians, which is, you know, a, a newer marching group. What Did I just right. teleport to Mobile? Yes, yeah, sorry.
2: <laughs> I, I Sorry about that, Joey, <laughs> but when she said that this morning, I was, you know, glad to hear it and everything because no, those awesome. parades are fun to go to. Yeah. So now then, you two, listen to me.
8: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, Joey. This is motherly advice to both of you, because I'm old enough to be both your mothers, okay? Even though, Emily, you have several. Um, (laughs) I'm going to talk to you like my mom and talk to my brothers, okay? (laughs) My mother told me, though, if I buried my cookbook under a full moon, I'd get married and learn how to cook. I've never done that. I could be like Miss Woody. I would like to dust the stove off, not use it, Okay. (laughs) Now then, as you two are out looking at all these other people that are out there, Emily in the Tri-County area, if you ever come, come across a man from the Elmore County, your first question is to ask him, is your child support paid up? <laughs> oh! Now, Joey. Burn! Yeah. Now, Joey. Yes. Okay? As hmm. you're looking at all these pretty girls, Okay. Which my mother and I used to call those center bowls to form the women.
4: Wait, you know that I do that?
2: <laughs> uh, as honey, you're a man, you got eyes in your head, you're not blind.
4: Indeed, this <laughs> is very true.
2: Now, what I want you to think about is this What do you want from her? Do you want her to clean the house? Do you want her to know how to cook? Do you want her to. Uh, I mean, you need to look at what do you want from her. Emily, my question for you is this, because I have, Joey went to school with my son, and I had to reverse that and ask him the different kinds of questions. Or my mother had to ask me because of being female. Emily, do you want a man that is, has a full-time job? Do you want him to know how to fix things? Do you want him, what kind of intelligence do you want him to have? He's going to be working, too, and you're working so hard, honey. I pray for you every day because I love Blue Water Broadcasting as my other family. Oh, thank you. And I love listening to you. You know, I'm still looking for that candle that's got that whiskey and regret.
6: (laughs) I really need to market those. I know, I know. (sighs) But can I tell
2: you something? Mm -hmm. Some women can really be really as mad as a mosquito in a mannequin factory.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. I haven't heard that, Marianne.
2: Anyway, I'm going to let you guys go (laughs) because I'm doing my chores. I'm doing laundry tonight, okay? But I am old. Joey will tell you, I am old enough to be y'all's mama, okay? Please think about what What do you want? And then pay attention to what that person can or can't do. Play cards, play a board game. You know, read the newspaper, read a book. I mean, think about those kind of things, okay? Yes, okay. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I love you guys. Love you. Thank you. Okay? Thank you, you. Too, I'm going to tell you the same thing I say to my family, okay? I love you to the moon and back and so much more than that.
6: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Y'all be
2: careful. I'll be listening in the morning at 6, Emily. I hope you make it. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> Don't karaoke tonight. But, but, but.
4: <laughs> thank you, Maryam. Bye. Well, we got to hit a break here. And we have both a uh, common love of mute math.
6: Yeah, mute math's amazing.
4: And this is mute math, blood pressure.
6: This is the story of my life right now.
4: Well, you're listening to Joey Clark Radio Hour. Emily and I will be right back. Joey
5: Clark.
4: Listening to the Joey Clark radio hour. Coming in with another cutoff Mute Mass, Odd Soul.
6: The Odd Soul record is perfect.
4: The song is called Calvary. Oh, I this is one of my favorite driving songs.
6: They're just so good. Got to meet them um, at DeLunaFest the Fest one year. Amazing guys. Southern too, you know.
4: Yeah, I'm jealous I'm jelly I'm jelly I'm jelly when we're talking about well how difficult love is <sighs> yeah. well really I think the culture's overtaken by uh, amour Yeah, not it's, enough, not, it's not
6: always gonna feel good
4: Not like, enough agape not enough uh, you know selfless love going on there's a lot of uh, we fall in love immediately and that can last for 10 20 years can last for 10 to 12 hours. Indeed. Now, have you seen, um, and we'll be right back to the phones, but this per- fits perfectly into our topic. It's a new episode in the Black Mirror new season. No. It's called uh, Kill the DJ. Oh. And, well, it really has nothing to do with jocks ourselves. But the whole premise of it, and I'm not giving much away, but the premise of this sh- episode is that people no longer decide for themselves who they're going to fall in love with, who they're going to date. They give it up to this program, and it's essentially a disc that looks like a smartphone, and it messages you, like a little update, and goes, Oh, you have a date tonight with so-and-so. Meet them at this restaurant. And you sit down. And as soon as you sit down, you meet them, and say it's like you and I. You you want to find out how long we have? Yeah. So we'll hit it at the same time. Hit the button, and it'll say, Oh, y'all have a year together. Or y'all have 36 hours together. Or y'all have 10 years huh. together. And so... Out of that, the program's supposed to find your perfect match after it puts you through the ringer. Like this one girl in the program does a year, and she's like, oh, God, I don't want to do that again. Because she didn't like the guy she was paired with. But then she gets 24 hours, 36 hours, 24 hours, 36 hours, 24 hours, 24 hours. Mm. And it just becomes like, oh, my life seems so pointless yeah, the first 36, 24-hour period was great after that long relationship, but now I want something real, and it's, it was an interesting episode. I don't want to give away the twist, but... Uh, and
6: for those of you not familiar with Black Mirror, it's the best way that I can describe it is twi- if if Rod Serling was doing Twilight Zone now. Yeah, modern-day Twilight,
4: modern Twilight Zone. Modern-day kind Twilight Zone. of Dealing with the influence of technology on our lives Um it, incredible show. Really is an incredible show. But it looks like we have a bunch of folks who want to help us with our meager love lives. <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk to Stella. Hey, Stella. What's up?
5: Hey, Joey. Hey, Emily. Hi. How are you tonight? I'm well. How mm-hmm. are you?
4: We're well. A little good. moody. I little think moody. I need, well, I
5: think I need to take you both out and give you a real good pep talk. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then pep away. But... But you've had some great calls tonight, great conversation, and uh, you both have great taste in music. I'm on the same wavelength as you with regard to music. Yeah, I've got to say, yeah, great, both of you, and especially uh, considering how young you are, and yet you have such a diverse interest in different types of music. And, you know, uh, like, you know, one minute I might be out watching a ballet or listening to uh orchestras and stuff next minute i'm head bashing listening to the rolling stones and Prince. you know what i mean yes, yes. yeah <laughs> it, it, and, and then there's a lot of people who can't understand this even my kids who are teenagers they like stuff that you know their peers haven't even heard of you know mm. um but anyway emily i have to tell you you're right about what you said about trust because trust has to be there otherwise Everything's out
4: the window. Agreed. Uh, yeah, but wait isn't I, a, isn't a guy or a girl? Aren't they allowed to the somewhat about, obscure know, the know, truth know. and the, for the sake of a surprise?
6: Yes, Joey. I'm best talking best best about best? big things now. <laughs> Big things, Joey. Big things, tell him, Emily. <laughs> right, you're all in love with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, well, and I'm, you've got mail. But, I'm not familiar I mean,
4: with Big Things. So. <sighs> right, but
6: what I'm
5: saying is, like Emily's saying. I mean, I'm sure Emily's. If there's no trust in the relationship, whether it be friends or. Uh,
6: love you know th- there can't be anything else can there no do you agree I with that Emily I agree yeah. with that I mean I've been I've been through it I've been through that where all trust yes. was destroyed and then exactly. staying in it and, and I, trying I, to make it work and then you second guess everything that person does and you want to know what their motives are behind exactly. it because you no longer trust them to have your best interest at heart like you have theirs And it's, it's, it hurts, it's very, it's a very terrible feeling to have your heart broken. You are
2: so right.
5: And the thing is, even if you give it a try, you place your faith and be the forgiving person. But, you know, if a person is capable of doing it once,
6: who's to say they're not going to do it again? Oh, and this one did. This one did. Oh, he was bad. He was very bad.
5: Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's that's what I have to say about that, you know. Tom Hanks would say in that movie. Forrest Gump. (laughs) Yeah, Forrest Gump. That's all I have to say about that. And uh, with regard to sharing music, I mean, sharing music, I I had this conversation yesterday with somebody literally just before I arrived at the radio station. Um, Sharing music is just, music tells so much about a person and being able to share the same music, that counts for so much in a relationship too. Yeah. You know, when you hear just a single drum beat and you both react the same way, it touches your heart and your soul. I mean, don't you think that counts for a lot?
8: Yeah, yes. I think it does. Yeah. Really,
5: it does, you know? So Anyway, I just wanted to have my bit of, you know, my toughest words and, and say what I had to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, I appreciate <laughs> so it just- so. Yeah, and you're both doing a great and wonderful job. You really are. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, those callers that you had, Mike, what he said, and that lady that just called just now, you know, they they said a lot of, uh, you know, meaningful things. So, there you are. Thank you, Stella. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I hear you're a baklava lady, Emily.
6: Uh, 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 what,
5: baklava? Uh, 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 well, you said baklava. You like baklava, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay.
6: Love that, hate chocolate. If I could just... I know, who hates chocolate? I just... uh, I
5: can't relate to. I'm an odd soul. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but you know Bacolabar's Greek, right?
6: Yes. Oh, yes, because uh, the Greek Orthodox Church in Mobile uh, for Greek Fest, when I was in radio down there, they would bring by, they would stop by the radio station because it was just around the corner we were on Hallett right. Street, and they were on Ann Street. So they were just around the corner. And so whenever we'd be gearing up for Greek Fest, they would come in with all of the pastries and the, mm. like the wedding cookies right. and things like that. Mm. And oh my gosh, man! Yeah, I would have well, to. Got, yeah, have, yeah. Well, have you been to it here yet? Have you been to that the food festival, the Greek food festival here? No, I didn't. I didn't make the. One. I think it's the only one I've oh, been up here for, but I will definitely check it out.
5: Yeah, you have to check the next one. Yeah, definitely. And uh, one more thing I want to say to you regarding music. i tell you a funny story because, I mean, I, like I said, I like ballet, I like, uh, you know, orchestra, mm-hmm. I like classical music, but I like Prince. and the uh, everything. And uh, when I was about 18 years old, okay, because I love Tom Jones, I've got to confess that. And I love Engelbert Humperdinck and I love Elvis Presley. I was at this concert in London. It was a Tom Jones concert. I was there with a bunch of my friends. who we were 18 years old. We were surrounded by 60 year old women. <laughs> Tom, Jones. <laughs> Tom Jones threw his red handkerchief out into the crowd and it landed right on my lap. Oh. We were so excited. But this sixty-year-old woman nearly beat me to death to get it. So, uh, so I just let go, and we kind of, you know, so
4: that was pretty funny. But anyway, uh, I appreciate the call, Stella, so much.
6: Well, okay, well, okay. Nice to talk to you both. See Thank you. you. See, I'll see you next week. Um, right. You're going to be at Baumhauer's next week. Yes, I hope you come. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I am. Nice I will. I will see see be yeah, there. We'll have, we'll have a good old chat, a good old NASA about stuff.
5: Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, enjoy the rest of the evening. You too.
4: Thank you, Stella. Thank you so Bye. much, Bye, Stella. Honey. Bye, Joey. Bye. Now, you know, somebody asked earlier, we need to know what we're looking for, right? We're, we need to really know what uh-huh. we're looking for. Uh-huh. And, and what I'm looking for is somebody, yeah. I look in their eyes, and then all of a sudden,
6: no. I hear this come no. up. Mm-hmm. No, I hate hootie. You
4: know, we go, like, both hand in hand for the doorknob.
6: With a little love <laughs> <laughs>
4: Wait, you don't want to fall in love to a frat voice? I don't like... Hootie and the Blowfish. I got to see Hootie when I was pretty young here in my That's game. great.
6: I saw him when I was young, too. And they were fantastic. And then they...
4: They did a cover of Black Magic Woman. He They were throwing <sighs> picks and, and drumsticks, and then he threw a water bottle and hit me right in the face. So,
6: screw you, Hootie and the yeah. Blowfish. Hootie and the Blowfish bankrupted one of my most favorite bands and almost made them break up. Break up. Oh, so, goodness,
4: yeah. why did I even have that idea?
6: I don't even know, Joey. You're going off the rails.
4: See, I need somebody who can be manic along with me. Let's go back to the phones and talk to Derek B., What's up, Joey? Oh, well, not much, man. Just doing a show. Man,
0: this has been a funny show. I have belly laughed all the way home from work, and I have sat in my driveway for the last 15 (laughs) minutes on hold just so I could talk to you guys tonight. Bless it. Oh, hello, Emily. Hi. You're my Coleman friend. You remember me?
6: Yes.
0: And I trolled you on Facebook the whole time you were in Muscle Shoals area. Because uh, that was my second home. If you'll remember, I moved there after I moved yeah. uh, out of Coleman. Yeah. And sometimes we'll have we'll have to get together back at Baumhauer's and I'll tell you about my connection to the West Coast music thing. Yeah, can't be talked about on the radio. Though.
6: That's cool. I'll be uh, I'll be at Baumhauer's next Wednesday.
0: Okay, I'll try to show up. Uh, Mary Ann was hilarious.
6: Indeed.
8: <laughs> Wasn't
0: she? Yeah, she's Wasn't the best. She? Yeah, she gave be <laughs> the mother son. <laughs> All right? I'm old enough to be both your dad.
6: Okay? So I'm about to be that. Oh, we're starting. Your, your phone's cutting out on us, Derek.
0: No, it's not either.
6: You're just saying that it's trying to get rid of me. It's not. not no, it is. It's, it's doing it's that weird
4: crystal-y digital. Thing. Yeah. But All you're right. saying you're going to be on. dad.
0: Hey. I already have a dad. a daddy. I know you have a dad, but you haven't had this dad because this dad knows what he's talking about. Oh, my. Ooh, yeah. Uh, all right, so Jolly I was a lot like you. All right. I was in the media, I was in the newspaper business, but I I waited until I was thirty two mm-hmm. to get married. Yeah. Been married for over twenty years now. I had to kinda change my standards as to what I was looking for in a person.
8: Mm.
0: Because yeah. when you're when you're young it's it's really easy to find, you know, you're in college mm-hmm. and you get into your early career. Uh, it's really easy to find a lot of woman, women, but when you get older, women without kids and without previous baggage, they're really hard to find. And I was like 32 before I finally found a woman, but she had a kid, and she had baggage. So I'm going to say to you, like Mary Ann said to you, the first thing you need to ask a woman that you before you get married is how's your credit?
4: <laughs> because, because mine's I was- terrible
0: <laughs> well, no, because I was already established I, I, I worked all the time like you two guys did I had never had any time to spend any money I had a house that I bought I had two cars that were paid for I had money in the bank and uh, five years after I was married I was broke No, those things happen because families are expensive and so you have to just make sure you know what you're getting into mm-hmm. Um. 20 years later, my wife and I still love each other more than you can possibly imagine, and we've raised a child who has a great job, has her own health insurance, and she's only 23 years old. And she doesn't live with me. Isn't that awesome? Wow. Um, so, now, Emily.
6: Uh oh.
0: I'm coming to you. Okay. I heard somebody ask earlier, I think it was Joey, how young will you date? But uh, my question to you is, how old will you date? Oh, my.
8: Hmm. I'm not hitting on
0: you. I'm not hitting on you. I'm asking you that for a reason. Because people who are a few years older typically are already very well established. They're a little bit more mature. Mm -hmm. And they're like you. They don't want to be stuck up somebody's butt all the time.
6: Yeah, I I have no problem dating anybody older than me. But how old? I don't, I I don't know.
0: Ten years is a really good thing between men and women. That's the way my wife and I are. Mm-hmm. We're ten years apart. Um, and the thing is, you know, 42 to 45, you're going to find there are a lot of guys out there like I was, but their kids are already grown. Once you've already got grown kids, you don't really have a whole lot of responsibilities for them anymore. And I think then the best goes, way to
6: put it, it, would it would just be a case-by-case case basis. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. As far as age but, goes. Yeah. Well, the, the only thing I know about love is that every time I tried for, tried to look for it, I failed. And the one time I wasn't looking for it and I opened my heart, it just happened.
4: Beautifully said. So. Good luck
0: to you guys. Thanks.
4: Thank you, Derek. I love
0: listening to you. Joey, you're on the radio all the time. Emily, I love you in the morning. You're great.
4: Thank Y'all you. have a great night. You too. Well, and that's a good note to end the show. I'm sorry to everybody else holding, but, well, I feel like we've not really figured it out, but we've taken wise counsel. I'm the genius of the crime. We
6: have, we'll have to do a uh, follow-up show. See,
4: I'm really just looking for an older woman with a trust fund. Oh, baby, go get me some cigarettes. <laughs> See, if you rub my feet, too, I'll <laughs> buy you a new car. Just avoid the bunion.
8: It's, <laughs> it's hurting me.
4: Ugh. I'll be back tomorrow night with Baron Coleman. What? Talking cryptocurrency, What's, other things. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Emily.
8: So and Clark.